welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 15, Movies. I'm drinking it. Uh, my name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How are you this time, Buddy McButterson? Pretty good. That That's emphatic. Um, all right, let's just get into it, shall we? Yeah. All righty, three, two, one, crack. Oh, man. So I'm looking forward to this beer, but I'm not looking forward to this beer. Agreed. So story behind the beer, um, we ended up going to the uh, fucking Cogsmokers Kevin Smith pop up that was at uh, House of Blues a while back. Honestly, it was incredibly overpriced and pretty goddamn lame. I think the best thing that we got was, like, the onion rings. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, the food wasn't terrible, but, like, the, the it chicken was so overpriced. The chicken sandwich was way better than their cow the burger. Yeah. yeah, that burger, like, I just hate that, like, meatloaf-style burger, unless it's, like, fucking, you know, White Castle. I mean, especially the amount that we were paying for it, for us to get something like that that's just so full of filler is like a bit of a slap in the face i thought but i agree also you said white castle keep talking dirty to me yeah i kind of wish there was a white castle somewhere in our vicinity just because like it's trash but i don't know oh it's such enjoyable trash though yeah there's a time and a place for that trash i used to shit on it and then I went to one in Indianapolis, and I was like, I'm never shitting on this again. It's amazing. Like, it's bad amazing, but it's still amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's actually try this thing. It is a Pilsner with absolutely nothing special about it. Yeah. Like, it's a serviceable Pilsner. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, it's, it's actually brewed by Jack Sabby, so... Which makes me think that it's probably just like the Jack's Abbey base Pilsner. Just with a different packaging on it. Probably. Why the hell would they brew a different recipe just for this, considering it's, you know, a basic beer? Yeah. Like, again, Jack's Abbey, like, all of their beer is serviceable. Most of it's not very exciting. Like, again, this is a solid Pilsner. I- I'm I'm not going to... I'm not going to say it's not, but, like, I have a hard time getting excited about it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, there's just nothing really special about it. It, It's a beer. <laughs> yeah, like, beer TMCR. Like, it's, you know, beer-flavored beer. I'm also wondering if my levels are potentially too low, since I'm not terribly registering on the thing. Alright, I'm going to kick up my mic just a little bit, and hopefully it's not too much. Yeah, I'm seeing a little bit more on there now, so it at least gives me something better to work with, I think. Alrighty, carrying on. Um, Shit, man. Do we even have, like, any beer talk this week? Yeah, we do, because we have that whole bunch of shit that you and I tried that 
we didn't get to, around to talking to last week, talking about last week. Plus, we have like I have stuff that I've had without you. Alrighty. Uh, do you want to start off with the stuff that you've had without me, and then we can go into the stuff we've had together? Well, I I scrolled down to the stuff that we've had together. So all right, then let's start off with the stuff that we had together. (laughs) All right, so uh, we had two beers from Outer Light Brewing Company. I can't remember where in Connecticut they're from, but they're definitely a Connecticut brewery. We had Tropolata, which is supposed to be kind of a pina colada flavor sort of deal, like a sour. And then we also had. Plummet from the Summit Sour Daiquiri, which is obviously a plum sour. They were both um fine. Yeah, but neither one was really interesting. I thought the Plummet from the Summit was a little bit better, but yeah. like uh, the Tropolata, the flavors that they were trying to get through just really weren't coming through for me. Yeah, I mean, the plum, I, 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 I agree with you. I feel like the plum had more going on, but like certainly not enough. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to say I'm never going to try an outer light again, but like, I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way. That's for damn sure. I feel you on that. Um, next up, we had the milkshake sherbet from Sour House Wild Ales. I thought that was better. Like, I don't think that was mind blowing, but it was definitely better. It was definitely better. Um, I mean, uh, you gave it a four. I gave it a four point two five. I forget what the fuck was in it. Well, what I'm I'm looking at that right Lactose, now. Lactose, and... raspberry, tangerine, lemons, and limes. Okay, yeah. So a lot more of the citrus came through in that than not. So that's what made it taste a whole lot better, in my opinion. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think that the lactose gave it kind of, you know, a more a slightly more interesting mouthfeel and you know all of that. And Man, uh I am so unimpressed with this fucking Pilsner. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's like let's just drink it fast and get to the better one. Yeah. Our um, second beer will be much more delicious. Yes, it will. So, um we also had two of the spiked smoothie series from Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. Uh, We had the apple pie and the lemonade. I thought both of those were solid. I mean, I think that the lemonade was better. I mean, I I think that the, that format lends itself better to like the citrusy flavor, but I, I was astounded at how much the apple pie tasted like apple pie. Like, none of the sourness comes across at all. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the apple pie personally, but I will say that it did accomplish what it set out to do with that beer. Just for me, it like it says it 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 should be it was just too damn sweet for me. Well, that's the thing is I'm wondering if they're even intended to be sours. Maybe we just interpret it that way because the uh, the lemonade lemonade was the first one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not even sure that they're supposed to be sours. I think they're just supposed to be fruit beers. But like, you know, it, the apple pie, it it did well what it was trying to accomplish. Oh, yeah. I I'm... personally did not care for it just because for me, it was too sweet. That is fair. But I really enjoyed the lemonade and I look forward to trying the grapefruit. 
Oh my god, we're burning through our list of beers to talk about so fast. Um, yeah. But, you know, the the Spike Smoothie is a series that I am very curious to have more from, and we actually have one to review at a future date. So, look forward to that one, folks. Um, other things that I had. I actually had two others without you from Connecticut Valley. Um, I had the Blood Orange Ale Sour and the Magic Dragon, which is a dragon fruit sour. Mm. Um, both are good. I will definitely say both are good. I think both are worth paying for and drinking. I think the Blood Orange is actually slightly better, which is kind of a bummer because I love dragon fruit in general, but I think that the Blood Orange just has more punch. Which I think is, I don't know, maybe it's because it's sort of easier to accomplish that with a citrus rather than a tropical fruit in in a beer format. Um, citrus is generally a fairly strong flavor, so I think that that's easier to get it to come across like intensely makes sense ah there's a couple in here that we we have but uh we we haven't uh i i one of them you've definitely had so we're definitely going to talk about it anyway the last thing i had that day that you haven't had was Blue Steel by Barreled Souls. Mm. First off, name fucking rules. Yeah, great name, great name. What, what um, what's the beer? It's so Blue Steel is a variation of their Space Goes with blueberries and raspberries. All right. From Dole Orchards in Limington, Maine. So actually, like local fruit as well. Um, that was pretty solid. I mean, I. I generally like a lot of stuff from Barreled Souls. I I think that, you know, their sours can be kind of hit or miss. This one actually worked really well for me. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that... I think that their Superman punch, for instance, is much more interesting. But, like, that worked for me. Oh, and there is one more. Yeah, so I had Superman another... Superman punch is delicious. I had another Barreled Souls, which I actually liked even better. It was the Summer Jam. It was their uh, Strawberry Rhubarb Sour. Cool. That worked really well. Nice. Like, I mean, those are ge that's generally a flavor combination I love. I mean, I, again, as an American, I have complaints with the fact that basically the only time we ever use rhubarb is in Strawberry Rhubarb combination, mm -hmm. whereas like the Brits use rhubarb with other fruit and also by itself like i've had rhubarb yogurt like I mean, just I'm rhubarb. A, i'm a big fan of using rhubarb bitters with gin yeah i mean i i like rhubarb as a flavor in general and i like the fact that it's you know on, on the more tart side which is why i think it plays really well with strawberry and you know don't get me wrong i adore the combination but it's like mm -hmm. why the fuck don't we do more with it by itself yeah because we're stupid. It's the same reason why we don't have uh, paprika Pringles. Yep. Or any paprika chips, for that matter. Like, yeah. 
they're all over Europe, and we don't have that, and yet it's an amazing fucking flavor, and we're stupid. Yep, we are. It's the same reason how, like, for one brief shining moment, we had crunchy nut cereal in this fucking country, and then it was taken away from us. Like, crunchy nut, for you folks out there who probably don't know, is a UK cereal from, I think, Kellogg's, that is essentially... Similar to something like a Frosted Flakes, but a bit less sweet. But, or so maybe more somewhere between Frosted Flakes and like Honey Bunches of Oats, but it uses crushed peanuts. Mm. You've had it. I know. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's addictively good. I buy it every single time I go over there. It's like, I need to make sure I have suitcase space to bring back giant boxes of fucking crunchy nut but there was a very brief time a number of years ago where they had brought it over because again it's a kellogg's product why not and but they never did any marketing around it or anything and i would you know i think it was around for maybe like a year or two and i would tell people like oh my god crunchy nut buy it buy it buy it and people are like what the fuck are you talking about and I don't know, maybe it was before, like, because there's a lot of, like, peanut and peanut butter cereals on the market now, and I, I think it was kind of before that sort of explosion, but, like, I don't know, man, it, it's it's my perfect cereal, and I'm mad that I can't get it here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Because <clears throat> Americans are dumb. I wonder what the first peanut butter-based cereal in this country would have been. Because, like, for me, I think it's probably either... Like peanut butter Captain Crunch or Probably. like Reese's peanut butter cup cereal. It's Reese's for breakfast. Oh, it's I don't know if it's really a peanut butter cup cereal. It's a pop, like Reese's Pops or some shit like that, which are pretty solid. But no, I think the first one actually was probably peanut cap peanut butter Captain Crunch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I remember having that shit in like the eighties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think that the Reese's Puffs existed until at least the 90s but it might have actually been like the aughts um but yeah there's a lot of peanut peanut butter cereals on the market i actually just bought a new one and they got the like peanut butter puffins or whatever i haven't tried them yet but uh ah. for those of you who are adults and still want your peanut butter fix but don't want to feel like you're eating a kid's cereal check out the uh cashy i think it's go crush peanut butter it's like go crush peanut butter crush and like it's it's solid like it you know you feel like you're eating healthy shit but it tastes like goddamn peanut butter and it's great i mean it's kashi so at least it's like pseudo healthy ish yeah no it's really not that bad um you know usually has more protein than a lot of cereals too which is good mm -hmm. so the last thing i had that night that i think we're going to talk about because i imagine the uh that one from black pond we probably want to talk about more at a later date especially once you've had it but i know we've both had the boba bliss mango from front porch brewing mm. i don't think i ever checked that in but i really enjoyed that Actually, i really like, fucking enjoy that everybody you... that i gave that to really enjoyed it too because i drank two of them and then rachel and dan each ended up taking one as well and did any of you pour of it out uh no that was a mistake yeah 
I, I, I can tell that it had because like I did the um I did the down east trick where I turned it like upside down, gave it a slow roll so it could like mix up some, and then cracked it. But um, yeah, I say this because it legitimately looked milky. Like it wasn't like oh look, there's lactose in it. It was like, is there milk in this? Um, let's see. But yeah, general consensus on that was like delicious. Yeah, it's like stupid good, but like it has some like I have no idea what the fuck they got to make it look you know, legitimately milky, but mm. good god, that shit is tasty. Um I I got yeah, Charis tried it too obviously and it was she was like yeah, so I left her a can. Cool. I still have a can, so I will enjoy that and I will make sure to send you pictures and be like haha, you're not drinking this. Or, you know, sometime when we hang out, bring it with you. That sounds less fun. <laughs> All right. I, I would rather taunt you. Yeah, I know. Best friends. So then I had... Oh, I don't know. Should we, like, intersperse some fucking pop culture bullshit before I talk about the shit I had on Father's Day? Because oh, like we're, yeah. I feel like we're we're what like ten minutes into the episode and we're like running low on beers to talk about. Uh, Seventeen, but yeah. Um, sorry, I have my like screen set up so I can see the running time counter and have our chat window open. Because um, you're a smart person. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I finished watching Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. I don't think that there's going to be a second season. Like really? it feels like the end of that is a like good ending for those characters and they all just continue life but but like i feel like you would waste a lot by coming back to those characters again i'm i'm terribly curious now i i kind of want to look i'm looking in imdb i just want to see if there's like a second season listed yeah but like yeah that season one finale felt like a series finale it's 2019 dash, so all right. So maybe I'm wrong. Season two is not does not have a slated date, but it's definitely listed in IMDb. I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, <clears throat> but but I really enjoyed it. Like um, like many of these Danny McBride shows, it seems, and like we still need to just like grind away at fucking Eastbound and Down. I'm just not that into it. Like yeah, a lot of it isn't like laugh out loud funny but it's always interesting characters for the most part at least between you know righteous gemstones and vice principles yeah i mean i i don't know i well see i like righteous gemstones a lot i think that you know it had some i i i like the way it handled some stuff i liked you know some of its plot points I don't know. I well, I almost want to say I like Vice Principals better, but I don't know if that if I actually do or if I just love Walton Goggins that much. I mean, Walton Goggins is in a whole lot of Righteous Gemstones, and you also get to see a whole lot of Walton Goggins in Righteous Gemstones. I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I just find it funny that, like, I want to say it's, like, episode four, he's outside taking a bath, and he stands up, and just, like, the entire shot is just cock. 
Again, I'm not complaining. <laughs> like, I have no shame. I would totally do Walton Goggins. Like, talent alone. Yeah. Don't care. Would do. Um. All right. Whatever their like pop culture bullshit. Um. Uh, I'm currently playing Subnautica for the first time. It's a good game. I don't know. I kind of wish it had like a little more rails to it, but I'm also not like a huge fan of that game style, even though I want to like that game style because it's the same kind of thing as like, you know, Stranded Deep or even um, uh, what's the fucking space one where you just like fly planet to planet and discover things and gain resources so you can build shit and live. Uh, that's not like Kerbal Space Program, is it? No, it's not Kerbal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me at some point. Oh, but yeah, it... I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Uh, is it Star something? No, I don't think it's Star something. Fuck. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, because, like, it was that game that when it came out, it was toted to have, like, literally trillions of different planets that you could visit because everything's just, like, procedurally generated but their server space was just massive yeah like we use as much energy as the entire country of taiwan (laughs) but like you could go and find an undiscovered planet and name it butts actually i think that they had censoring software that wouldn't let you name it butts but oh that's stupid you should be able to name it whatever the fuck you want i hope someone named one planet mcplanet base (laughs) Fucking McGee's, stay out. <laughs> um, Speaking man. of games, I we I, I played uh, Viticulture again today. Oh, nice. That, that's I I really think that's an enjoyable game. Yeah, it is. Um, it definitely has a very steep learning curve, but like, you really think you, so? I think that. Once you get the mechanics, it's fairly easy. But like, I mean, the, maybe the it's first just time you play it, it, it definitely <clears throat> trying to understand what your goal is is difficult the first time you play. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but like, I I think that I don't think that it was it lasted the entire first time I played it. I, I think that I mean, oh I yeah, like it, by the know. end of the first time you play it, you're getting it, but you might have already like fucked yourself early game yeah to set i mean yourself I, up right for end game because I'm like not... that all right i guess that's my major complaint is you can very easily fuck yourself early game yeah and, and i'm not, not sure that i do end game i'm not sure that i played my strategy quite right um although i don't think like so this was only my second time playing it i kind of barely remembered how to play it because it'd probably been like two years since i played it the first time or whatever um Although I didn't end up doing too badly, I did lose. But like, my problem this time was less like I didn't get the strategy right, and more like I was getting really bad cards, Mm. like from multiple piles, and it was like, oh, okay, like you know, I just like the game kind of fucked me in a little a little bit. Like, and it was like, all right, but yeah, at the same time, you know, the game ends when somebody hits 20 points. Uh, I think Israel finished at like 
25 and I finished at like 21, which was like not not bad considering, but at the same time it was like it was it was hard to get get to that point. Like I had no shot of winning, but like I at least wanted to not lose horribly. So, mm-hmm. you know, I achieved my goal there, but no, it's an enjoyable game. It was an enjoyable game to lose. Um yeah, I think I could see where it would be a steep learning curve. I don't think that it's something that I would introduce to somebody who's really new to gaming. Um, but I think that if you're fairly familiar with like worker placement games in general, like if you can handle something like Quacks of Cluddenberg or something, like well, actually, yeah, that's kind. Of, I guess that's kind of worker, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, if it's you can handle since I played that though, so. <laughs> but if you can handle like, or um, I don't know. I really want to Lords get... of Waterdeep. If you can handle something like that, you can handle Viticulture. It's just yeah. a matter of like kind of learning what the strategy is, but like once you get it, you get it. I really want to play Kingsburg again. I think I need to get Kingsburg to play Kingsburg again. I mean, or, you know, we we could get is to play games. Mm. Oh, No Man's Sky is the name of the game that I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah. Like it's a style of video game that I really, really, really want to like. And I think the most enjoyable experience I've had thus far has been Subnautica. But, like, I've also barely scratched the surface of the game. I just wish that those games had, like, not really, like, hand-holding, but, like, a little more early game rails. Yeah. So that it teaches you more of the mechanics of the game instead of just, like, all right, figure it out. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Like, it, it. <sighs> like, I think that Stranded Deep is probably the worst of them that I've played so far, because it it, it has like zero fucking handholding. So you can potentially, and also the ladder climb down mechanic doesn't seem to exist or i couldn't figure out how to do it so like the first time i played it i ended up finding this like shipwreck and like climbed up to the uh you know the fucking main cabin or yeah whatever to see if like there was anything potentially there because come on you know video game logic if you can explore to a place there's a potential that there might be something there for you to be able to use Mm -hmm. yeah couldn't figure out how to climb down broke my leg couldn't figure out how to fix a broken leg so just like slowly died couldn't get off of the tiny island that i was on because of my broken leg wouldn't let me swim fast at all and the blood would just attract uh fucking sharks so it was just like fuck it new game (laughs) i was gonna say the other thing that really annoys me about games like that is like you can't like shoot yourself in the head just to like restart quicker it's yeah. like either you have to like, you know, quit out and restart like from your last save point or something, or you have to like slowly die. It's like, no, no, give me the option to shoot myself in the head because then I can be done with this, you know, like in like 30 seconds versus like 10 minutes. I mean, No Man's Sky did have, like, a little more hand-holding, but it it still wasn't great. I I think that Subnautica is probably, from what I've played, the best of that style, though. I just wish there was a little more rail, you know? 
Yeah. But I did have a fun in-game event of watching a big-ass alien building turn into a giant fucking cannon and blow the people who were coming to rescue me out of the fucking sky. So, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the little things in life, right? Yeah. Um, Stuff. All right. I, why, don't, why don't we finish beer talk and then we can just say fuck it and yeah. figure out and like that'll give us time to think of other pop culture shit to talk about apparently yeah. and while we finish up our beer talk emily can also finish up her beer so once we get on to the rest of it we can just start off with the last of our beer talk with the second beer Ta-da. working on it god damn it yeah yeah sip 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 <laughs> i mean i know it's a pilsner but like it's warming up and it's getting yeah more pilsnery and yeah like pilsners i like better when they're like really cold it's like yeah, as it like, warms uh, up it's like you're right there's something about pilsner malts that like just doesn't entirely do it for me and like while it wouldn't be a pilsner without the pilsner malt and i you know i appreciate why it's here it's it's not I certainly don't like it when people use it, you know, heavily in other beers because it's like, nah, now this just tastes like a Pilsner that's gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just alters flavors for me and I just don't care for it that much. I mean, I guess an I like chugging an ice cold Pilsner on like a hot day. Yeah, cool. But generally, I'm not going to be like, ooh, a Pilsner. That's exactly what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard yeah. agree. <laughs> not, not like, even as far as like, kind of light beer tasting beers go, Pilsner's not usually where my, where I'm going with that. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we on to the good beer? On the good beer, lollipop, it's Bianca from Trillium. And Omnipolo. And Omnipolo. I mean, part of the reason we're doing this as a show beer is so we can have an excuse to talk about Omnipolo on Mm -hmm. a New England beer podcast when they're not even American. So, woohoo! Yeah, and they, they are delicious. Yeah, they are. Three, two, one, crack. Okay, I didn't spray myself in the face with the first one, but I did with that one. Nice. I'm trying to get all of it in the glass. Me too. Well, that looks fucking delicious. Then again, I already know that it is fucking delicious. Oh, holy God. That's a, that's a good one, folks. It's a, uh, Guava Mango Lassie Goes. 
So it's a sour ale with guava, mango, vanilla, and milk sugar, i.e. lactose, in case you didn't know that. Impressively, it really does taste like a lassie. I mean, haven't we had other Biancas before? Because isn't a Bianca the series? I don't think Bianca's the series, but we've definitely had other Lassie goeses from them. Okay. I don't know. Well, actually, that's the thing. I don't remember if this is a a Trillium series, an Omnipolo series, or a collaboration-only series. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, man, that's so fucking good. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Apologies, so- audience. I literally just took a sip of it. Well, again, I've had it before, knew it was good, but yeah, just that first sip. All the flavors that you want to come through of this come through perfectly. But perfectly. Like that, that, is, that is one of the beauties of not only Trillium, but also Omnipolo, is they put a lot of care into what they brew. They do. And I mean, I think that both places also do, in particular, sours exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, again, the thing that oh, really man. blows... I, I was just going to say, no, blow, blow our minds. I, again, the thing that really blows my mind about this is just how much not only do, do all of the flavors that they say are in there come through. Um, again, I get, you know, I really get the guava, the mango, you know, you get the, it, like, lactose doesn't have a flavor so much it has is it adds like a mouthfeel and like yeah, a sweetness you, you get and that, like creaminess of yeah and you get that bit of vanilla it's not enough to like overpower any of the other flavors it just sort of like kind of rounds out that creaminess but, but like you still it... also get that salt of the goes in there too yeah i mean legit like well that's the thing is like I, if i recall correctly i think lassies have a little bit of salt to them so, like, this legitimately tastes like a lassie. Like, mm-hmm. if you've ever just gone to, like, gotten Indian food and gotten, like, a mango lassie or whatever, like, yeah, this is, this is, this is it, but alcohol and th- thinner. But still, like, the flavor is, like, dead on. It's uncanny. Literally everything you want this to be, it is. Yeah, and, like, looking at the glass, I mean, I expect co- pretty much complete opacity, and that's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, that's it. I can die happy. <laughs> well, don't die yet. Next week on New England Beer Reviews, Emily dies. <laughs> Is this like John dies at the end? Yes. Because I don't die? Well, you you do die, but you die like mid-episode, and by the end of the episode, you're brought back to life. No, I said like John dies at the end, not like South Park. No, that is also like John dies at the end, because John dies fairly early in the first book. Oh, yeah, he kind of, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I does. forgot about that. Yeah, because he dies in the police station. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he right. comes back to life... Uh, I think on the way to the Mall of the Dead in the back of the booze truck. No, on the way to Vegas in the back of the booze truck. Because the first book, like the first first book. Yeah. Because the first book technically is two books. But um, 
because Korok is the second. The first one is the one where they go to Vegas. Right. Yeah, I need to. I really do need to read through that entire series again. Um, oh, me too. I love those books. Jason Pargan, if you want to come on our track. podcast. Yeah, we will mail you beer. Uh, we have started our first experiment into getting a non-local guest on there on here. So stay tuned, folks. We'll see how uh, how how good my mailing skills are. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. It's like once you've mailed a bunch of beer to places like it's kind of like riding a bike. I mean, yeah, you kind of you, you were heavily involved in beer trade for a while there years ago. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't really lose the skill. It's like, you know, it was like given that you're mailing cans, it's like you make sure that they're, you know, capped with the the new fangled plastic uh like four pack holders. Yes. Um you like what I usually do is if I'm sending, you know, less than four, I will actually cut the thing and then use I did, I can't find my electrical tape. I usually use electrical tape, mm-hmm. uh, but I used duct tape to just get rid of the pointy bits. You pla- put everything in plastic bags, wrap it super tightly, and then say fuck it and label it fragile snow globes with arrows pointing <laughs> up and send it on its merry way. Like Fragile snow globes. I feel like the snow globes thing works better when you're mailing glass because at least it sounds kind of right. But it's like, you don't know that I didn't make some janky homemade fucking snow globe that's got like a can at the bottom and like a plastic dome at the top or some. Sh- I don't know. <laughs> like, fuck you. I mean, I, mostly I'm just trying to make excuses for the sloshing noise because like so. Folks, anybody who actually wants to do beer trading, because I don't know if it's still a thing, but like there's still a beer advocate forum for it, I think. Um, cool. It's just that they got rid of the subreddit. But because I, I, the subreddit was a lot better. But that's how I got written to Reddit in the first place was beer trading. Like, that's hmm. it. That's how I found I Reddit. I did not know. Yeah. No, that was my first foray into Reddit was the beer trading sub. Um, but the. For me, it the, was no sleep, and I don't even read no sleep anymore. But yeah, the key to the beer trading thing is that if you can avoid shipping through USPS, you want to do that because it is technically illegal for an individual shipper to ship beer. Like you need a license or alcohol of any kind, and you need a license to do that. Where if you do it through like FedEx or UPS, it's against their like policy, but it's not against the law. So like that's the better choice because you're not doing something that's illegal. You're just doing something that's against their own policy. Yes, but something like, frowned upon, but not going to end up with the USPS police at your fucking house coming to arrest you because those motherfuckers do have a police force and you do not want to fuck with them. I, I bet Robert would totally fuck with them. Like I said, Robert still wants to be taken out by like the USDA police or some shit. That'd um, be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, but the thing is, I, the thing I will say is that I have shipped a lot of beer. I've been shipped a lot of beer. I've never, 
ever had a package confiscated. Um, only once did I ever go to a like a U like a FedEx because I I preferentially use FedEx for the personal stuff. Um, only once have I been to a FedEx and had the person be like, "This isn't alcohol, is it?" No, no, it's not. It's snow globes. Shut up. And snow actually, globes. I learned the snow globes thing from. Don't you remember? Like, some dude from Florida shipped me beer, and literally, it just like we got the box, and it said "fragile snow globes," and it was like that guy's a genius. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a thing I've used ever since then. But um. No, I mean, beer trading was a lot of fun. I've actually made some like. I, I made at least one like connection. Like I'm still friends with the dude on Facebook um, through beer trading and, nice. you know, and you can do in-person trades. Like I've actually done an in-person trade before too. Um, but no, it was a, especially before distro when distro rights were really bad in mass. Like it was a really good way to get stuff that you just could not get here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you do it right, it's not that bad. Most of the time, even USPS doesn't really give that much of a shit as long as you like, as long as your shit doesn't leak. Like, hence the reason I say, you know, make sure you Ziploc bag everything and make sure that you've done it so that like it's the least likely to a break or b, you know, get damaged enough to leak. Yeah, I'm sure that's mostly what pisses them off is having to clean up the mess afterward or yeah. just ignore the mess afterward and have it become more sticky. Well, I was going to say, think about how gross, like, hot beer that's been spilled, like, smells. Imagine, like, if that's in, like, the delivery truck that you're driving around all the time on, like, in, like, 95 degree heat or whatever, like. Yeah, it sounds pretty yeah, awful. <laughs> that pissed me off, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, do it in a way to be as least as little of a dick as possible, and no one really gives a shit. You know, as long as you don't get like, and if you get somebody uppity, then just be like, "Yeah, it's snow globes. What's up? What, what what's up?" <laughs> but yeah, I actually did ship it through USPS once. Remember, I was no. trading with that dude in Hawaii. And it was like, oh, fuck, no, I am not, like, because I was, I can't remember, I was shipping him, like, I don't know, cans of Trillium or Treehouse or something, and he was shipping me, wasn't it like a Jester King that I couldn't find anywhere else or something? Like, it was something that was like, this isn't from Hawaii, why the fuck do you have this, but whatever. Um, But it It was like that, but like, by far the cheapest option shipping to Hawaii is a USPS flat rate. Oh, yeah. So I was like, fuck this. And I just, I mean, he did the same thing. So, oh yeah, it was Trillium because he also got, do you remember the like Trillium? I think it was like the fourth anniversary or the 30th. Yeah, I think it was the fourth anniversary where they came out with that limited edition glass that had like, you know, the the closed flower and then it's slowly opening over four different, it was four different images of the, of the Trillium flower. Vaguely. I have a shirt of it too. But yeah, I think I shipped him a glass too. But it was like, I think through FedEx, it was going to cost me like 50 bucks to ship this shit. And I was like, uh, flat rate box for like 15 or 20 or whatever the fuck it is. Duh. Like, yeah. <clears throat> otherwise, just suck it up and pay whatever it is. It, usually, if it's continental US, it, 
isn't going to be that bad. And that's our advice on fear trading. Don't do the illegal thing unless it's the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't do the illegal thing. I mean, even if it's the cheapest option, unless it's the cheapest option, like by a lot. Like if you're going to save like two bucks on like, you know, 15 bucks of shipping costs, go fuck yourself. Just do FedEx and don't be a dick. But like, yeah, if you're going to save like, if it's like half as much, then yeah, go for it, dude. Like, so when shipping to from the East Coast to Hawaii, be sure to use USPS and their flat rate boxes. Yeah, because I mean, I've shipped to California before and like that wasn't nearly as bad. But yeah, no, beer trading, I would assume, is still a thing. I just kind of got out of it because Mass got better distro and it got to be a really, it was a really expensive habit. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, the other person's eating the cost of shipping, but so are you. And like, eh. I mean, like, but if there's stuff that like you really want and it's worth it to you, then fucking do it. It's awesome. Like, it is a, it, it is fun. There is something really exciting about like, ooh, the beer's coming today. Ooh, child, it gives you that same today. feeling that like, you know, Christmas morning did when you were a kid, except, you know, you get drunk on it. I mean, you had me a drunk on it. <laughs> Man, you're so easy. That's what they tell me. I mean, that's what I tell you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my god, we're so boring today. Yeah, um, we really are. I'm trying to think of like what else we got. Uh. I don't know. Fuck. What else have we watched? Like, movie wise. Oh. I mean, we had, like, you know, weird 80s horror night. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was Dou- fun. Double feature of uh, Reanimator with um, sorority bo- babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Uh. <laughs> Both of which are enjoyable. I mean, Reanimator slightly more so just because, like, Jeffrey Combs fucking rules. Yeah. I mean, also, while still being, you know bad 80s horror reanimator is a better film than sorority basis <laughs> well yeah but that's also because it like fucking tried so that helps um although i do love that the uh cheddar goblin from mandy is pretty much just like a ripoff of uncle impy on in sorority babes which is oh my god i didn't know that you could you could make a you know, horror uh, puppet black exploitation. A uh, green puppet black exploitation. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by a white guy. Yeah. Like, it's impressive. Yeah. No, it, there's some problematic stuff in that movie, but it's a fun watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is it is definitely a fun watch. And I mean, there's a lot of problematic shit. I mean, we. I mean, hey, like, it was the 80s. People were doing a lot of cocaine and saying, yeah, that's a great idea. 
I mean, we didn't, well, I was going to say, I guess in the 90s we had the heroin excuse, but like, not like I yeah. ever did heroin, but like, I mean, like, you know, when we were, you know, growing up, it was fully expected and acceptable to say, you know, that's gay as something like, you know, that's, that you know, that's bad or lame or whatever. And it's like, yeah. oh boy, I... Uh, like uh, you know current me wants to go back and slap past me but it's not like like i didn't fucking know any better i was a kid i was just doing what everybody else around me did and i'm not saying that's an excuse but like i mean i think that it shows With reasoning that, like, like that that's how we get nazi youth <laughs> i mean i think I, I think that i i actually i really appreciate that like you know the the, the those sort of cultural things have become unacceptable because they fucking should be yeah like well i love the south park episode where they redefine fag i did i see that um they they change it to being a harley davidson driver oh okay like like the people who everywhere they go they just have to go yeah. <laughs> oh man! So... If, if you haven't seen that one, I think that after we end this, if we have time, we should totally watch it. <laughs> it's a good episode, audience. I forget what season or what the name of it is, but it's the one where you know um, a bunch of Harley Davidson drivers come to town and they change the meaning of a word. Now that you say it, it like now that you you give me the plot, it does sound really familiar. I mean, the likelihood is that I've seen it, and I was just really high while I did. Um, that is a distinct possibility. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, I like. I also really like you know that calling something retarded if you're from here or retarded is mm-hmm. you know completely unacceptable these days. And I also really like that, I don't know, was it like 10 or 15, maybe even 20 years ago, Dan Savage was like, no, 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 no. This is unacceptable. Let's try to normalize using leotarded instead because no one looks good in a leotard. <laughs> yes. That was definitely Dan Savage. And I just don't remember how long. I know it was Dan Savage. I just don't remember how long ago that was. At least 15 years ago, I want to say. I think you're right. I think it was at least 15 years, but it might have been more. I don't think it was quite 20. 20 puts it at like 2001. Oh, that's a good point. Ew, it was I probably like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old, bitches. Indeed you are. Indeed you are. Um, I don't know. What else have we watched like since last time we were on here? We have like a hell of a list. Uh, also, you, dear listener, if you have any movie recommendations for myself or Emily, um, there's a distinct possibility I've seen them, but please send them our way. And there's a very, very high possibility I have not. Yes. Um, I have always consistently been a show person versus a movie person, and I'm trying to sort of correct that now. Um, oh, we also watched uh, Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. 
I've never, because oh. again, I like things that I've never seen that everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'd never seen Stand By Me. Yeah. I mean, especially as much of a fan of Will Wheaton as you are. Will yeah, Wheaton. I know. Uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah. I, like the, the cast in that is just fucking weird. Just because it's like Jerry O'Connell's the fat kid. Fucking. He barely look like he barely looks like himself. It's like it's only until like you really stare at him can you see it. Like, yeah. Well, I'm also weird. sure that like being in that movie as the fat kid probably scarred him and was a catalyst for his physical transformation. Probably. I mean, the older he's gotten, he's gotten more comfortable with his body because he started to get like you know the dad bod paunchiness. But like him and sliders entirely different than him and stand by me i mean well first off age will do the dad bod paunchiness to anybody and be like embrace dad botness because like i don't know man like more or less the only body type i really don't like is like really ripped or cut or whatever like you're too lumpy it's gross I like mm-hmm. I I like some softness to my humans. <laughs> More cushion for the pushing. Well, I mean that or like I I'm I'm totally fine with like you know awkwardly skinny like really skinny like that works mm-hmm. for me too like or if you've managed to combine the two that's also fine like <laughs> it's like yeah no like be awkwardly skinny or like dad body or kind of chunky and like. Yeah, that's going to work way better for me than if you have, like, a six-pack. It's going to be like, ew, why are you lumpy? I'm sure that women everywhere who, though, like, I, I actually, I have zero idea if any of our listeners are actually women. Yeah. If any of you are women, I'm sure you're all, like... What is wrong with this girl? I mean, the answer to that is a lot, but like, I don't know. I've always, that's always been my preference. I don't, ugh. More body fat, please. <laughs> or le- or whatever. Even if you don't have more body fat, less muscle. Like, you don't have a problem with like, tone and definition it's just when it's like excessive yes like again if you if you have high enough you know high enough muscle tone still i've seen guys who have like physical jobs who don't have fucking six packs like you have to really work to drop your your body fat percentage to get that for Mm. most people and it's like ew Eat a goddamn cheeseburger. People say that to skinny people all the time. I know, but like, no, be a, be do do you. I'm just not yeah, promising I'm going to be attracted yeah. to it. But yeah, like like do whatever you would like. It doesn't guarantee that you'll gain my attraction by doing so. I don't know. Yeah, and plus there are plenty of women out there who like are going to love your six pack. I'm just not going to be one of them. Like yeah. I'm, I'm here for like all the guys that feel 
kind of self-conscious and like they're not good enough. It's like, nah, dude, you're like super hot to me. All right. Well, on that bombshell of dating talk, my beer is empty. So I don't know. Wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap. What are we at for time? 56 minutes. (laughs) Jesus, we managed to talk for an hour. I'm impressed. That didn't feel I was I was really worried it was going to be less. And I was like, yeah, I figure like, you know. Even if we come in like right in an hour, we don't have to hit like, you know, the hour and 20 that we do. Often. No, we absolutely do fucking not. I'm sure that anybody, the like six people who listen to us will be be, be like, thank you. Well, I think it's more like 10 to 12, but, you know. So thank you, 10 to 12 people. We we do appreciate you. We hope you like us. We really um, hope you like us. But yeah, check us out. We're on Facebook and um, Instagram and um, Twitter. Okay, and, Facebook, um, we post stuff on. Instagram, yeah. we do not. We, we, cough, we cough, need DJ. to. We need Twitter, to, we need we to post not. on. Cough, we cough, do, Emily, probably. We, uh, we have a Patreon again. We do have a Patreon again. And it is our Patreon again. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. The initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. And once Um, again, we will start begging you for money. Yeah. Please love us. We swear to God, we're going to do bonus episodes. We just really hope that somebody else besides my dad pays us before we do that. Yes. Like, like, literally, dude. We've been sitting on... Just like a a second person who signs up for, like, I don't know like two bucks a month i don't give a shit if there's a second person signed up we'll do the we'll do a fucking bonus episode yes we, we've been sitting on beers that are sour so they should be fine yeah they're fine they're totally fine they've been aging in barrels and stuff before this so they're fine yeah uh, so we have at least like four potential episodes because four different beers they don't have to be hour longs hell they don't have to be half hour longs they could be 15 minuters uh, but yeah, we're going to do bonus episodes, so sign on up at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. Also, the Allagash ones. That's going to be fun. Um, at some point, we're just going to record this shit and put it up, and maybe no one ever will ever listen to it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. We hope you've enjoyed and have yourselves a fantastic fucking day. Yay. <laughs>